Welcome to Money Grows on Trees. Money does grow on trees. A podcast full of practical, real-life money lessons that you wish you learned in school. Lloyd is a former lawyer turned lifestyle entrepreneur. In each episode, he'll be answering the tough questions around money, investing, and entrepreneurship to help you transform your money mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Lloyd Ross. All right, welcome back to the show, Money Grows on Trees podcast. My name's Lloyd Ross. This episode is called The Five Most Common Mistakes People Make Investing in Stocks. That's a long title. The Five Common Mistakes or Most Common Mistakes People Make Investing in Stocks. They make a lot of mistakes. I see it a lot. Uh, <laughs> very common. So, what are they? What are the five most common mistakes? And are you making these mistakes? So maybe whip out a pencil or a pen or maybe take some notes on your phone as you're listening to this episode because if you're making these mistakes, then this is your chance to improve, improve your investing. Okay, so uh, here we go. Let me just roll them out to you and uh, I'll start with the probably the most common one actually is that people buy what they don't know. Like they don't do any research on it. In fact, People actually think stocks are like a blip on a screen that they put money in at a certain amount and they sell it later. That's what they think stocks actually are, which is kind of weird. Like a game, like a novelty. But actually what stocks are or what shares are, are shares of a business. So if you don't understand the business in terms of how it makes money, what makes it a great business, who the leadership are, is it a quality business, is it selling for a reasonable price, right? So if you if you can't answer those simple questions, you have no business buying it, right? So that pe- people so often buy what they don't know because they, they buy from a hunch from a friend, a tip from a friend. Um, they buy it because they have you know a feeling about it. They buy it because they think it's going to go up quickly. Uh, they buy it because they use the products in their everyday life, okay? So they buy what they don't know. So they don't do any research. And so if you're buying a stock, you haven't done any research, which means you don't understand the business, well, then it means you don't understand the stock and you shouldn't be buying it, right? So that's the first mistake people make. The second common mistake people make is they actually buy too many stocks. Like if you look at someone's portfolio who doesn't really know what they're doing, there might be 25 or 30 or 40 stocks in that portfolio. And their whole portfolio might be worth $10,000. And they've got $1,000 in Apple, they've got $1,000 in Commonwealth Bank, they've got $1,000 in Amazon, they've got $1,000 in Google, they've got $1,000 in, I don't know, some sort of ETF, they've got $1,000 in, you know, whatever. Like they've got stocks everywhere and there's all sorts of different weird and wonderful stocks. They've got some mining and they've got some this and they've got some that and it's like 300 bucks here and four, and the whole portfolio is 10 grand. And it's just like, like if you're going to diversify, so that's diversification, That's that's called diversification where you're diversified so much in your stocks that you're actually decreasing your annual return below the market return which means you're actually your activity and you diversifying so much across so many stocks means you're actually hindering your returns your returns are less than the market which means you're better off just to take all of your stocks sell all of them and put them into an etf a broad-based market etf right like the s&p 500 or something like that is the market. So you're better off to be in the market than try and diversify and, and, and get crushed by the market. Does that make sense? So um, 
I think that's what happens to people. They buy too many stocks, um, and and they treat it like a little like like a gamble. It's it's weird, right? And that's a very common mistake. Um, yeah, just owning too many things. So yeah, because if you invest into an ETF, for example, you're already diversified. You don't need to diversify. Like you're already that's very diversified because, let's say for example, you bought. And and I'm not, this is not a recommendation, but let's say for example you bought the S and P 500 ETF, the index fund, which is the top 500 companies in America. You're already diversified across 500 companies. Like how diversified? How more diversified do you want to be? That's that's very diversified. And you know whatever fund manager you choose who does it, whether it be BlackRock or Vanguard or whatever, they do all of that for you. They manage the portfolio of, of stocks in the right weightings for you that that matches the market return. So like, you know that's that's like. They do it for you. It takes all the pain and guesswork out of it. So that's that's a common mistake, right? Buying too many individual stocks. The third common mistake people make is they buy and sell too often. This is huge. This has happened so much. They they mistake their activity for returns. They they mistake their if they if they spend more time buying and selling, it feels like they're making more money. It feels like they're progressing. It feels like their portfolio is growing, but that's a fallacy. Because the more you trade, number one, you increase the transaction costs of trading, right? Plus, the more decisions you make means that you're probably going to make a wrong decision at some point. In fact, you will. Like The more decisions you have to make when it comes to stocks, the, the higher the likelihood becomes that you're going to make a mistake because you're a human being and you probably don't know what you're doing. So the idea is to actually minimize how often you buy and sell stocks. You don't want to be doing it much at all, if ever. A, a really great investor understands a company and a business so well, they know exactly when to buy, well, not exactly, but they know a reasonable price for it. They buy it based on the fact that it's going to produce profits into the future by a long, by many decades, and the business is going to be worth a lot more in the future than what it is now, and it's still going to be around. And so based on that, they buy this business and they buy shares in this business, and they then never have to sell again. And all of a sudden, they have like, 40x return over their the career 40x like they 40 fold their money and that is kind of like what good investing is like and that's what warren buffett does and charlie munger and all the value investors in the world this is what they try and do right they try and pick really great businesses and make one decision and then they have then they limit how many decisions they have to make because they know if they can if they have to make more decisions there's a likelihood that they're going to make the wrong one and so people buy and sell stocks way too often Okay, they buy and sell way too often. It's called trading and it happens so much because people are looking for short-term gains. They're getting that quick sugar hit, like a gambling experience, and that's what's compelling them to buy and sell all the time. Now, if that's happening, you're using all of your valuable time to make 100 bucks here and 100 bucks there. Now, that's just not worth your time. And it's not scalable. Like, you can't scale that. Even Charlie Munger had to teach Warren Buffett. Well, you didn't have to teach him, but he... he he showed him earlier than what he would have discovered himself that he can't keep buying cheap stocks and reselling them because he can't scale it because it's dictated by his his time and, and the amount of money you make over time it gets so big you just don't want to be doing that so um, particularly for him if you've got if you've got you know tens of billions or, or whatever it is hundreds of billions of dollars so yeah you don't want to buy and sell too often basically uh, because you want to be doing other things like going out and learning how to make more money to then invest your time your, your time is better spent to go out and make more money in a business that you run than it is to buy public equities and trade in the stock market, right? So there you go. Uh, so we're up to number four. F the fourth most common mistake is 
they buy at the wrong price. <laughs> because if you're not doing any research around a business, you don't know what it's worth. Because when you're buying shares, you're buying a share of a business, okay? And last time I looked, you want to buy a business for less than what it's worth, right? Otherwise, you're getting a really raw deal. You want to get a good deal. You want to get a bargain. So why would you buy assets for more than they're worth? But people do it on a daily basis. They do it all the time. They do it every day. They're buying they're buying dollar bills for $2. Like, why would you do that? You've got to understand a business so well that you know what it's worth. And a business is worth its future cash flows discounted to a current price today. That's what really what a business is worth. It's it, A business is only worth the profits that it's going to produce into the future. That's what it's worth. And there's not an infinite price you're going to buy. Like, for example, uh, if you wanted to buy, let's say, uh, your local gym as a business, okay, and you knew that gym was going to produce $100,000 a year in profits and grow steady over time, you wouldn't pay like $10 million for it, would you? Like, that that's ridiculous. That would take, what, like, I don't know, 10, 20, like 100 years to get your money back. So you wouldn't do that. So so what's the reasonable price you'd pay for that gym? You'd probably probably pay, you know, 250 grand for it or something, right? $300,000. You know you're going to get your money back in three years, roughly. So there's a, you know, there's a, there's a high likelihood you're going to get a return on that investment because you don't have to look too far into the future to see you're going to get your, your money back that you've laid out. And that's investing. But too many people are buying stocks without understanding the business and what it's worth. And they're paying like $10 million or $100 million for a gym that's going to produce hundred grand a year in cash flow. Why would you do that? But this is how people are treating the stock market. It's so weird. And it's, not, it's a common mistake because they don't know what they're doing. And if this is you, you don't know what you're doing, right? So how do you fix that? Well, I'm going to do an episode shortly uh, on on some t- on what I look for when it comes to a stock and some tools that's going to they're going to help you, right, to become better. So that's what they do. They buy for the wrong price. Okay. Now, of course, if you buy something for way more than what it's worth, what happens over time? A stock will fall back to its its intrinsic value, its fair value based on the cash flows and profits it's likely to produce into the future. And when that happens, you effectively take a loss it's called a capital loss and uh yeah this happens a lot in the market you would have seen this happen recently during the stock market you know boom right the last couple of years people are buying ridiculous like companies that they have no idea about and they're buying them for like a hundred times or a thousand times more than they're worth okay and uh of course what goes up comes down if, if the profits don't aren't produced then yeah it's going to fall away so this what this is what happened in the dot-com bubble People were buying shares in businesses that didn't even have profits yet. It was like a promise to produce profits. <laughs> and of course, those profits never came. And of course, those stocks ended up becoming worth $0, which which is what caused the stock market bubble in 1999, 2000, right? So you don't want to do that. So yeah, they, they buy it for the wrong price. The, the fifth most common mistake people make when buying stocks is that they don't have a strategy around their investing. So there's no long-term strategy around why they're investing. Why are they investing in stocks? Why are they picking stocks themselves? What's the objective of the investment experience? Are you trying to develop passive income for financial independence? Are you trying to create more compound growth over a period of time to be able to build a bigger nest egg? Are you doing it to have a short term? Like, what, what's your real strategy around this? Is it just be doing it because it's a hobby? Which, if it is, it could turn out to be quite an expensive hobby. Um, or, or, you know, is it a sensible long-term strategy and plan that you've got that's going to facilitate certain objectives you, you have for your life? Because a lot of people don't, you know, they don't even know why they're investing, okay? This is the same for real estate as it is for 
pieces of businesses or stocks. And the same is for a private business if you buy it. Like, why are you doing it? There has to be an objective. What's the purpose here? And that is really important. And people don't have that strategy. So one of the simple questions you can ask yourself is why are you investing? Like, what are you trying to achieve here? Because if there's no clarity around what you're trying to achieve, well, you're never going to get there. Does that make sense? So have some sensible questions asked of yourself before you start to invest. All right. So they're the five most common mistakes that people make investing in stocks. And if you're making those mistakes, perhaps this episode will help you to to stop making those mistakes and start to get a bit more serious about what you're doing with your money, right? So uh, hope that's been an effective episode. And of course, thanks so much for everyone who's given me a shout out to their stories, sharing the podcast, leaving a five-star review. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, having so much fun with this podcast. I'm going to bring on another guest shortly soon, which is going to be amazing. And um, for this one, um, I'm going to actually, you know, on the next one, I'm going to put a, a special couple of links in there for you. But if you haven't read any of my books and you're listening to the podcast, um, Money Grows on Trees is a great start. It's only $10. You can buy it online. You go to moneygrowsontrees.com. Um, and my second book, Money Buys Happiness, if you want to grab that, it's only $9. Um, you can go to moneybuyshappinessbook.com and I'll get maybe Phil to put in the show notes because investing in yourself like that will compel you to actually read those books and they're not that long or well, the first one's not that long, second one's longer but it, it, it's the stage, it's, it's, it's how you educate yourself. You start by simple you know, knowledge and then it brings you closer and with my books, I've got a complimentary um, coaching course with them with, with Melissa. You can talk to um, one of my Melissa's uh, who is going to give you a complimentary coaching call, right? So you can jump on that and do that if you haven't done it yet. And jump into our Facebook group, Money Grows on Trees. It just hit 2,000 members. It's growing every day. So jump in there. Um, some great posts and engagement there and wonderful results from people who are actually getting money results, right? Which is what we want for people. We want to see them get results. So jump in the group. And of course, uh, hey, shoot me a message on Instagram if you want to engage. And uh, I'll see you or I'll talk to you on the next episode of Money Grows on Trees. Thanks for joining us this week on the Money Grows on Trees podcast. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, Money Grows on Trees, which you can find at LloydJRoss.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, and feel free to reach out to Lloyd on Instagram at LloydJamesRoss. 